Welcome to the Almighty's Dollar Podcast with Daniel Watts, the director of the EGM Institute. Welcome to the Almighty's Dollar Podcast. This week, we're heading further down the road less traveled in Christian fundraising and giving, looking at the little big principle in Luke 16. In this blog, we've suggested that there is a road well-traveled in Christian fundraising that is actually paved with secular marketing, advertising, and sales practices. These are sprinkled with Bible passages and then made Christian. The little big principle in Luke 16, which we examined last week, is a classic example. On the road well-traveled, Luke 16 has an accepted meaning that provides some of the paving stones for that ministry model, such as stewardship. The theme of Luke 16 is about money, and we know God's concerned about money, so we better do a good job of accounting for what we do with God's money. If we want God to bless us with more financial resources, then we should be incredibly careful with what God's already given us. Which then leads to this parable shows that when we are faithful with small amounts of money, God will entrust us with greater amounts of money. If we can't steward small amounts of money, well, why would God entrust us with more money? The implication of this teaching is that churches and ministries with larger budgets and growing financial resources have been faithful with the little things, so God blesses them with more and more money. You may say that isn't true, but... How many famous model churches in the United States have small budgets? Which leads to the next thought, which is large ministry organizations and churches with big ABCs, attendance, buildings, cash, are by definition successful in being blessed by God. Following their conclusions and drawing on support from Luke 16, the reason for their financial success and large streams of income is God's blessing on their faithfulness with the little things. It then follows that the practices of these churches in fundraising and income generation should be mimicked by others wishing to experience God's blessing on their ministry. There's no need to consider the practices against biblical teaching as it's evident that they are successful. However, this should cause us to push the pause button and examine the source of this road well-traveled thinking. Could it be that American churches and ministry organizations are actually mimicking American social values where large, successful enterprises, Amazon, Intel, Microsoft, the New York Yankees, Disney, McDonald's, etc., all have a large following, employees and consumers, Vast facilities and great financial successes and are held in high regard in our society as success stories. Is it possible that we've taken a worldly and completely secular definition of success for evaluating our churches and ministry organizations? Have we taken Luke 16 and used it as a proof text to make this process Christian? Looking at how this parable is interpreted shows that might be the case. A parable is a vehicle for communicating spiritual truth and not meant to be taken literally. The parable of the sower, for instance, is not a teaching about farming principles, even though it mentions good places and bad places to sow seed. 
The parable of the Good Samaritan is not about travel safety, even though Jesus' listeners who knew that road might feel warned. The parable of the lost sheep is not about sheep herding, even though it might encourage a shepherd's vigilance or persistent searching. You get the idea. And so did Jesus' original listeners. They knew to listen for the spiritual truth in a parable. For some reason, though, parables involving money are often taken literally as being about money. This approach shows little regard for the spiritual truth the parable teaches. It does, however, make for a convenient proof text to Christianize secular business ideas. These parables that use money to make a spiritual point are viewed as if their primary goal were to teach financial management, accounting, solid business practices, and especially financial stewardship. After all, Luke 16 is entitled The Parable of the Shrewd Manager, and it's about a steward handling money. The spiritual truth in the parable seems to be along an entirely different line. Stewarding money really is the most basic and easiest kind of stewardship, And if we can't do that well, why would God entrust us with something more important? Something like, for instance, taking good care of people and teaching his truth. This idea is what Jesus had on his mind in Luke 16, 1 through 15. Jesus stated that if we can't be trusted with money, then we can't be trusted with true riches in verse 11. And I don't believe that true riches is referring to more money. Having not been faithful with material possessions, a practical point of the parable, the Pharisees had shown themselves unworthy of something more valuable, namely the gospel truth of God and his son, Jesus Christ. This is the spiritual lesson of the parable. As individuals on the road well-traveled work to inspire people to give, They develop a growing base of financial resources for their church or ministry. At the same time, they enjoy an increase in the size of their budget. Ironically, the stewardship of people and the stewardship of spiritual truth and proper doctrine may be ignored. I know I'm painting a stark picture, but I offer these observations as food for thought. Every church I've ever been part of has a finance and administrative team of some sort. A small Baptist church in Poland had one, and a large megachurch in California had one. Some form of a finance team is common in churches and ministry organizations around the world. Fewer churches have a group overseeing human resources, despite the statistically supported fact that large churches are extremely hard places to work. Frequently, such churches experience a high degree of employee turnover and dissatisfaction Among staff members, burnout, exhaustion, and stress are commonplace in the megachurch. I know. Stewarding people well is not a characteristic of many megachurches. On one occasion, I went out the door to meet a missions pastor at a megachurch, and when my wife asked me who I was meeting, I replied, the future ex-missions pastor. The church had gone through three of them in four years. Similarly, very few church, churches or ministries have a group to oversee the teaching of the church or ministry. Every church and ministry would agree that God's truth is the most important resource to steward, yet where is that stewardship evident in the actual life of the church or ministry? 
Why is it that on the road well travel, we exert so much effort and expand so much energy in financial stewardship, but often ignore stewarding the true riches? Has anyone even heard of an audit of the teaching ministries in a church? The parable of the shrewd manager teaches that the people of God failed to be wise stewards of the responsibility God had entrusted to them. He had called them to be a blessing to the nations, the image bearers of God, and the means by which God would redeem the creation. Yet in Jesus' day, and possibly in some quarters today, the people of God loved money and as a result despised the things of God. To them, large amounts of money were a sign of God's favor and blessing. As the Pharisees walked the road well-traveled, they sought to justify themselves when confronted about their riches. In contrast, the road less-traveled has an upside-down view of stewardship. Taking care of money is easy if you want to take care of it. Caring for the people entrusted to your church or ministry is much more important and so much more difficult. After all, each of us knows that the church would be a lot easier if there weren't any people involved. (laughs) Finally, the greatest gift and resource to be well-stewarded is the message of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, a truth set forth in Scripture, the written word of God. The gospel, the Savior, the Bible, these are the true riches That said, giving financial resources to God is an act of worship, and stewarding those financial gifts are crucial to God's kingdom work on this earth. But responsibly stewarding money, the little, is at the same time a prerequisite for being entrusted with the true riches of people and the gospel, the big. We hope you've enjoyed this week's The Almighty's Dollar Podcast. If you like what you hear, feel perfectly free to invite a colleague to join us. And I look forward to being with you again next week. In the meantime, check out our website at www.egminstitute.org, and we'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Our next Almighty's Dollar podcast will be the same time next week. To learn more about giving and fundraising, check out the EGM Institute website at www.egminstitute.org.